Good morning, it's Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer from God's Word. Come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. Central Time. Today we'll finish up our catechesis in, uh, you might call it the Gospel according to St. Ruth, but no, um, <laughs> it is the story of the kinsman redeemer Boaz uh, who redeems the Gentile Ruth and brings her into actually the family lineage of Jesus, which is incredible. Of course, it's not, she's not the only one like that. Uh, we've already studied Tamar this year and uh, also Rahab, right? Good. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't think so. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our psalm this week is Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Say our memory verse for the week together. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, verse 31 through 32. In our catechism, Lord's Prayer, second and third petitions, right? Second petition is, thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Third petition, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come, and when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. All right. Then uh, we'll continue our readings through uh, Philippians. Now Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, 
that as a son with his father he served with me in the gospel. Therefore I hope to send him at once as soon as, uh, as, soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Yet I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but also on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. All right, so then our reading for catechesis is from Ruth chapter 4. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Come aside, friend, sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. And they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, Buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know. For there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, Well, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm anything. One man took off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal. And Boaz said to the elders of the, and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel, and may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he went in to her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the woman, uh, the neighbor uh, woman, gave him a name, saying, "This is the son, or there is a son born to Naomi." And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nation. And Nation begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz. Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. There's your connection from the time of, um, um, well, the, the time of the conquering of Canaan to uh, 
of the time of the kings. All right, where's Boaz go? Beginning to the gate of the city. This is the place of uh, disputation where you would have such a conversation uh, or a transaction in this case. Um, Boaz invited, along with the near kinsmen, um, 10 men of the elders of the city as witnesses, right? 10 is a great number. 10 is the number of the law, or in this case, the fulfillment of the law. The fulfillment of the law. All right. Um, what did Boaz first suggest that the kinsman redeemer should redeem? Uh, the land that belonged to our brother Elimelech, right? To buy it, to redeem it. Uh, and of course, the near kinsman thinking, oh, land. Yes, of course, I will redeem it. Yeah, very nice. Uh, but of course, then Boaz reminds him, oh, well, that means you also have responsibility then for providing a male descendant to Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead. Hmm. Uh, now the kinsman redeemer, the near one says, uh, no, can't do that. That will ruin my own inheritance. So we have two widows, Naomi and Ruth, as I mentioned yesterday. I think it's um, a lovely picture um, of old and new uh, Testament church. Ruth being of the Jews, and of course, Naomi, excuse me, Naomi being of the Jews, Ruth, of course, being of the Gentiles. Um, now, what was used to signify the legal transaction happening here? The forfeiture of the, the right uh, to Boaz. And this here was the sandal. So this has to do with the feet being uncovered yesterday. And now we have the sandal because sandals are connected to the feet of the Redeemer. That's a tradition at that time. It says in verse 7, fine. But uh, it's more than that because Genesis 3.15, the foot of the Redeemer um, would be the one that would crush the serpent's head. Here, the foot of the Redeemer was laid bare, indicating his willingness to pay the, the redemption price. Um, notice, too, we have the loosing of a sandal. Hmm, think uh, John chapter 1, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to untie. We'll hear that uh, next Wednesday for our midweek service with John the Baptist, right? That's John identifying Jesus as the kinsman redeemer, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose, meaning I cannot take on the redeeming role that's his. He's the one that bears the sandal. So uh, as we've been talking about these last couple of days, this this story uh, of Ruth and Naomi and Boaz and redeeming, it seems to be significant um, in the teaching of Jesus ultimately, right? And what he does. Uh, we mentioned the, um, well, at midnight, uh, Boaz is startled awake, which is connected to the, the wise and foolish virgins and that, and that story. Uh, we also talked about um, the buying of of the property for the pearl of great price. Mm -hmm. Seems like that's in here too. All right. In any case, uh, according to verse 10, what was maintained by the redemption of Naomi and, and Ruth? Like Naomi said yesterday, a blessing for the dead, actually, perpetuating the name of the dead through his inheritance, that it may not be cut off from among the brethren. Right, The preservation of the family uh, lineage. Of course, this is the family lineage, as we'll find out in a moment here or as we read a few verses later, the messianic line, right? The line of redemption, Matthew 1, the genealogy emphasizes this. Uh, we'll just jump in somewhere. Here, we'll do this. Ram, oh no, it's um, Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. This sounds familiar. Where did we read this? Oh yes, down here. Aminadab bought nation, or begot nation, nation begot Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Um, so Boaz is the son of Rahab, by the way. Um, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot David the king. David begot Solomon, etc. All right. So a, a small section here. So the connection, um, where did we jump in? We jumped in with Perez, who's the son of Judah. So this is the line and lineage of Judah. All right. So that's, I think that's significant. 
And uh, what other group of 11 men were told that they were witnesses of the transaction of the Kensman Redeemer? <laughs> yes, yes, that would be Luke 24. That would be the 11, the disciples minus Judas. They witnessed the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. All right, so what's the blessing pronounced upon Ruth? Verse 14, that um, this is what the women said, that she be like, oh no, actually, um, it was the people who are, the elders who said back in verse 11, make the Lord make this woman like Rachel and Leah and pros, make, make her prosper in Bethlehem. That's an interesting note, right? The sons of Jacob, our daughters, are, excuse me, women of Jacob. Um, in other words, like Rachel and Leah become the mother of one of Christ's ancestors, right? Um, that would actually come by way of Leah, if you remember correctly. How did uh, Boaz become famous in Bethlehem? <laughs> Through the birth of Christ in Bethlehem, ultimately. <laughs> All right. Um, it's Jesus that makes Bethlehem famous, not the other way around. Um, notice, too, that they mentioned Tamar. May, may the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So um, the men note that. She was a non-Israelite that was brought into um, the Messianic line, the seed line, and uh, included in the inheritance. That's in Genesis 38. So they they theolo- see immediately the theological significance of this, that um, Tamar and Ruth are, are alike in that regard. Uh, and that's why Matthew, of course, mentions these women in the genealogy. In his genealogy, Matthew 1, we have um, Tamar, Ruth, the wife of Uriah, or Bathsheba, if, if you prefer. Also, uh, who else did we forget? There's another woman mentioned here. Tamar, Ruth. Well, I guess the other woman mentioned would be Mary. Yeah. So not usually, the, the women aren't usually mentioned, but here they have that significance, being non-Israelites. Key phrase, verse 13, the Lord gave her conception, right? The Lord opens and closes the womb. Whether we believe that or not isn't the point. That's the truth, all right? Um, although it is good for us to believe that. We receive life where the Lord gives, all right? Verse 14, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a kinsman redeemer, and his name be famous in Israel. All right, why, what should we read into this verse which mentions the kinsman redeemer after the birth of the child? Well, the birth of this child leads forward to the kinsman redeemer, Jesus, our redeemer. Ruth is described in verse 15 as being better than seven sons, which is interesting, right? Um, The name given to her son is Obed, and he, the grandson then is Jesse, and the great-grandson is David. So, um, all from Perez, who... um, Judah bore by way of Tamar, all the way now to David, you have that lineage. Uh, Note here, it's preserved. Preserved in the time of the judges, so that's part of that story too, is that um, the reason for the time of the judges is that God was preserving his people for the sake of his Messiah, kinsman, redeemer. So uh, the book of Ruth is probably the most Christological book of the Old Testament. I know that's a bold statement, but uh, I think certainly does seem to be so many things here. Christ and his church, um, the inclusion of the Gentiles, the redemption of God's people, right? The giving of life in the midst of death, etc. Okay, uh, bitterness is turned to joy as new life is raised up in the place of death. The inheritance that had been lost in death was restored as the land and the two widows were redeemed. As Boaz did not fear the risk of losing his own inheritance in order to redeem Ruth, <laughs> here we go, So our Lord was willing to risk everything and place himself under the obligation of the law that he might redeem us. He laid aside his rightful inheritance that he might win for us an eternal inheritance. Once the women of Moab had seduced Israel to idolatry, but now the womb of the Moabitess Ruth produced an ancestor of Jesus. Truly, the Lord has not left his people without a kinsman redeemer. 
The Lord laid bare his foot to crush the serpent's head and win our freedom. In Christ, all nations are called to receive the gracious gift of the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the Redeemer of the entire world. Through him, we all become the sons of Perez and Abraham. Lovely. All right, let's sing uh, hmm, some of our hymn here. How are we doing on time? Uh, We'll sing a couple stanzas, maybe. sing the whole thing tomorrow. We'll see. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day, this Friday, for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Of course, we especially keep Walt in our prayers. Pray this day in Thanksgiving with Jim and Mardell celebrating their birthday, or excuse me, anniversary. <laughs> Pray for the households of our church, especially that of Jennifer, Catherine, Doug and Teresa, Michael, Jack and Patty, Renee. Pray for all our catechumens, especially Wyatt, James, Aaliyah, Cole, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Ralph, Allison, Joe, Dennis, Len, Christopher, Sophie, Brad, Ron, Carol, Doug, Donna, Joan, and Sandy. Owen, Wendell, Jolene, and District President Willie. Pray for our homebound Marcy, Dan, Lenore, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. We uh, pray that the Lord give us generous hearts to support the work of a place of refuge. And we, can, as he said, pray for Walt as he is in hospice. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our congregation of prayer for today. Friday, December 8th, 2023. I might have said Thursday earlier. Uh, that's because uh, I'm pre-recording this the day before. I'm going to be, uh, Ann and I are going to be up in uh, Minnesota, St. Paul, um, for uh, our son Gabriel's choir concert uh, Friday evening. So uh, pre-recording in advance for you. And uh, I hope we have safe travels and a delightful uh, evening. So, And also visiting friends in the process. So there you go, that we're staying with. So, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. I hope to see you in the morning as we'll prepare for Sunday's divine service. God be with you. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org. That's stjohnrandomlake.org slash support and give today.